0: When the music fades All is stripped away And I simply come Longing just to bring Something that's a worth That will bless your heart I'll bring more than a song for a song in itself is not what you have required you search much deeper within through the way things appear you're looking into my heart I'm coming back Deserves. The Though I'm weak and poor All I have is yours Every single breath I'll bring you more than a song For a song in itself Is not what you have required search much deeper within, through the way things appear, you're looking into my heart, yeah, and I'm coming back to my heart.
1: gentlemen welcome this wonderful evening uh, this is uh, john bosco as usual i've uh, come to and i would like to send my greetings to everybody who have just joined right now this evening thank you so much we appreciate the living god for the wonderful evening and for his grace and his love that he, uh, he has given us and he has loved us ever since uh we came on the planet earth sometimes it's not easy to understand most of things and the situations we tend uh, even to feel like we have lost hope at times but we thank god who always encourages us and never to leave us alone and never to forsake us at this juncture just want to take this opportunity to appreciate the living god for his grace and uh, for his mercies I and mean, for real, uh, as this uh, current singer, well, that I've said that, indeed, it is, uh, we are coming back to the heart of worship. Um, with, uh, with, it's all about Christ Jesus. It's all about Jesus. There is nothing that we can do, nothing that we can say. But it's all about Jesus. Indeed, it's all about Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like just to send my greetings. How are you this evening? How have you been doing and how everything have been uh, moving? Today's article that I posted, as always I normally do, that we look unto what we have looked at even in a day and we see what God is speaking unto us. Today, we've been in the book of Isaiah and that has been our sharing for today yeah, in the evening. In the book of Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 17 that learn to do well, seek judgment, receive the oppressed, Judge the fatherless, prayed for the widow. And in this, I went on giving at least a slight and simple explanation of what it would mean that Israel in Isaiah's day had a form of relig- um, religiosity and honored Jehovah God with their lips, but the hearts of most of the people were far from him. To me, I refer out rituals, sings hymns and songs, attend church services, and profess to follow the Lord falls short of the mark. We must learn by His grace to truly obey God from the heart. We must cultivate a concern for others' welfare, especially the poor and the downtrodden. That's why I develop a prayer and I say by the grace of God that, O oh God, you see through hypocrisy, how well this You know our hearts and minds even better than we know them ourselves all such of our hearts search me today with the light of your word to see if there be any wicked way in me pardon me from every sin and set me free to serve you in sincerity and truth and remember under this we are under um, the theme the responsibility or the laws of god is minister last time and few days back we've been learning about who is a minister and uh, where does it come from? That is called a minister. We saw different kind of laws. We saw pastors. We saw evangelists. We saw prophets, apostles, and so on. Right now, we are continuing to go deep in the topic, and we are looking at the laws that we play in church. Most especially, when it comes to church setting or in the body of Christ. Christ relating Christ letting the body. That it has so many parts But all the parts they have A specific law that they are playing But as they are playing those specific Laws, each and every part Needs the other And that is the same way why Christians In church setting Or in God of Christ We are one body Though we play different laws Therefore everyone needs the other A singer Needs a, uh, an, an instrumentalist And instrumentalists Need a singer, a preacher will need a teacher, and a teacher will need a preacher. Exhorters, those that encourage you, counsel. So you can find that everyone in his or her own lore they play very big role. We went on to understand the position of women, we went on to understand the position of men, we went on to understand the position of marriage as the reflection of, of Christ and the church. We went on even understanding and learning more and more how to handle most of issues when it comes to ministry, when it comes to as a God is minister, and we are going uh, deep and deep and deep. And as we are going deep there, as we are looking for the laws, we shall even continue. How should, how should the minister behave? What should be the, uh, the, con- what should be the, the conduct of a minister? what should be the behavior of the minister. A lot of things that will be uh, talked about. Today, as you're looking at that, I'm going to request you, Pastor Richard, uh, that you can, um, you can tap on those calls. That is Ash one call in, and then we shall be able to, uh, I'll be able to see you here, and I'll be able to receive you as we are planning to uh, communicate by the grace of God. I've responded. Again, you have to respond on the, on the, on the, on the, uh, on the request. Yeah, exactly. And right now, you can come online. Yes, Pastor Richard, how are you today?
0: <laughs> I'm fine. It's a bit You're
1: most welcome tonight.
2: Yes, I thank you so much for inviting me to this show. I'm grateful.
1: That's so much great. Uh, what would you like to talk about uh, your experience during this week? That is from Monday or from maybe even the other week <laughs> past. What are some of the experiences that we've experienced in terms of likes and dislikes?
3: <laughs> uh,
2: it it is quite a complicated question. <laughs> <laughs> When we talk about experience, we talk about experience Ex- experience also has also both sides has mm. both the challenges and the, the the down the down parts and the up parts Indeed. but uh, above all uh just yes, i want to thank God because what I, what I can say that God has made me alive and you are still going on with the ministry serving God in different uh capacity and different uh, Calling that go actual different gifts that God has called me to do. Mm. Um, secondly, what I just want to uh, inform our viewers that uh, one of the ministry that he uh, actually have been participating on for a long time, apart from church ministry, is uh, prison ministry. Mm. And mm. God is doing actually great work in the prisons. So God prisons we preach the gospel. Mm. Then uh, actually have a church in the prison. One of the prisons in Uganda. Mm. Uh, so we preach the gospel, then we also train people because after the training and after also preaching the gospel, the people come from there when they're born again Christian, they get saved, and they get a actually the desire for the ministry, we pray with them, we support them. Mm. Then they also go and start churches in different places where God has sent them. Wow. So awesome. that's what I can say, and thank God, so, and the... I welcome all the members, especially of the Heart of Worship. That the, You know, prison ministry is quite uh, quite a challenging ministry, whereby I find that the people we're dealing with, almost I can say they're vulnerable. They need your support, they need hope, they need what. So wherever the God touches you and you feel you want to be part of this ministry, we welcome you. In any assistance, you'll be able to render to them. We shall appreciate and God will bless you so much. And we're really grateful.
0: Thank you so much
2: yeah. for the
1: experience that you've given us. We are so happy to have you again, even as this evening uh, or tonight. And indeed, with just this short break, uh, let's come back. That nothing is impossible through Christ Jesus and we believe by the grace of God everything is possible before the living God as ministers we need to know that I know there are so many circumstances that happening in life so things are going on in life you see this we experience the other but we believe that God is faithful and is capable to do everything yeah Um. just a reminder <laughs> Just a reminder is that sometimes you hear, sometimes you, you hear old timers in the For instance, um, when you when when you listen to some of people's um, opinions when it comes to ministers of God, people they think that the only ministers of God is supposed to be a pastor, is supposed to be an apostle, is supposed to be <laughs> who. But guess what? In all offices, as long as we are under church setting, as long as we are the body of Christ, all people are ministers in their respective responsibilities. Why do we call them responsibilities? Because they are capable. They are so much capable. Yes, they are so much capable of performing at their fleet and with uh, the strong support they give make sure that the board of Christ can move on or can proceed ahead by God's grace. We are so much thankful. Tonight we have Pastor Richard is going to go on and tell us what are supposed to be the what might be the laws or what like it be, the laws of a God's minister. Why do we add the word God is it's because we are dealing with the spiritual life. We are dealing with the spirits of people. We are dealing with the spiritual growth. We are dealing with the body of Christ in spirit, not just physically, because these bodies are going to be buried. But our spirits are the ones benefiting, because at the end of the day, they are going to inherit the kingdom of God. Because even the bodies we have right now, for them they are going to be destroyed, and by the even worms and the, 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 the graves. But guess what? God shall give us new bodies, the bodies which are immortal the bodies which are everlasting the bodies which are no longer even tested death because death will be ready destroyed as the last enemy as the bible says it or narrates it but i want to remind you as a minister i want to remind you as a minister In chapter 4 1 verse 8 the bible says that Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous Judge, shall give me at the day, and unknown to me only. But unto all them also that love His appearing, Paul served the Lord from the moment Jesus appeared to him on the road to Damascus, until His death, beheaded by Emperor Nero. That is was the the the, the 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 season or that was the time. Again, Paul wrote Second Timothy from his jail cell shortly. Before his death He knew he had finished his course And finished well He had suffered for the gospel And had never forsaken Jesus Paul knew he would be rewarded For being faithful to Christ And serving him Just as Paul did We need to strive to live for Jesus Until we reach our finished life Let us keep the faith And keep moving forward In your faith of Jesus Christ Or with Christ Jesus It is a question That I can live. for With you, it is something that I can live with you. That you think about, we have to stay with that.
3: By the grace of
1: God and by the mercies of God.
3: By the mercies.
1: (laughs) To get <laughs> away, I knew Zoom, look
3: at us, assume
2: are I'm you.
0: Okay.
3: Yes. I only data jingwa kumani mukaye.
1: Ah naire Gambachi. Ah
3: naire Gambachi. mukama kupoko.
1: Hahaha. Uh, Yes, Pastor. Let me welcome you to take over and go on (laughs) because people want us to to take over. You must welcome, Pastor.
2: Okay, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so grateful to be invited in this wonderful show Heart of Worship Ministries uh, led by my, my brother JB and all the followers and the listeners. I'm so humbled to share with you the word of God this evening and I would like to welcome all the listeners. I'm really grateful. Amen. Uh well I was just given a role to share about what we call the the responsibility or the role of God's minister. Mm. Actually, before I just go directly to roles, I'm also going to give God a brief Uh, explanation about who is the minister of God and who are they that are called to be minister. Mm. First of all, uh, what I just want to tell all the believers who are listening and all the listeners, that uh, a believer is a Christian. God's believer is a Christian. That's step number one. Mm. Uh, There are three steps, actually all three stages that uh, a Christian undergoes before he becomes a God's minister. Mm. And these three stages, number one, he becomes a follower and the follower of who? a follower of Jesus Christ. Mm. Then after becoming a follower, the step number two, that before he becomes a minister, then he turns into a disciple. Mm. The step number two is a disciple. Then after you are being discipled, the third stage, which I actually call it the final stage, you are commissioned. Mm. And when you are commissioned, that's where now God calls you to be a minister. Mm. So these are the three stages, and they are very important stages in Christian life. You cannot be a minister unless number one, you are a follower or a believer. A follower of who? A follower of Jesus Christ. Point number two, you must be a person who's disabled uh this actually when i i cannot uh, this time explain all these three stages but if, if I try to to try to describe them it can take it's, it's actually it takes a long a lot of time mm. but uh, just I'm trying to summarize the three stages that a person or a Christian undergoes to become a minister one, you must be a believer of Jesus Christ who has accepted christ he trusted Christ and is a born again Christian. Now when when, when, when God uh, calls you and you're already a born again Christian, what the Bible says that empowers us with the Holy Spirit. Now Holy Spirit actually is a point of connection between us and, and, and God himself. Because without the Holy Spirit there's no any connection. So the Holy Spirit when he comes in us, now we start performing his role. And one of the roles the Holy Spirit does, when you read in the book of of john the bible describes him as a counselor the bible describes him as a teacher so he does what you call the the discipling now under discipling we have also ministers that god has given before us those are our pastors actually before because before you become a pastor or before you become any minister there is someone whom you are under someone that god appoints to disciple you someone that god appoints to nurture you That person works along with the Holy Spirit, but Holy Spirit is the greatest teacher. The Holy Spirit is the greatest teacher. So during that time of Christianity, where you are being discipled, that's the time when you are trained to know who God is. What do God wants? And what has God called you to do? That is under discipleship. Then finally, after being discipled, then you go to the great call where you are commissioned. And when you try to analyze these three stages, these are the stages that Jesus uh, trained his disciples. When he called them, he did not call them and commission them immediately. No, it did not happen like that. So what, what am I trying to say? If you're called a minister, you must be someone who has been discipled. Actually, I've seen this error in most people, whereby they say, God has called me, fine, but who, who discipled you? That, ah, uh, it is the Holy Spirit himself who discipled me, Fine. I know the Holy Spirit can disciple you. But there are people that God put before you so that you can understand. Because without those people, and that is someone that God has put before you to disciple you, you cannot even understand who the Holy Spirit is. So the Holy Spirit is a spirit of order. So when you undergo discipling, that's what they, That's why they are called during Jesus' time, the followers of Jesus were called disciples. They became believers, they were disciples. When after this believing Jesus Christ. Then Jesus started discipling them. And what did he do? He discipled them for three years. He was doing that discipleship class, training them, teaching them the word, teaching them what God wants, teaching them about what the kingdom of God is, and training them what the ministry is. Then after discipleship, there was a work of commission. Now when Jesus commissioned them, this is what Jesus said. He said, Before commissioning them, he said, yes, time has come. I'm going to send someone who is going to commission you. And this person is going to live with you forever and ever. And this is the Holy Spirit. Jesus says in John that unless I go, he will not come. I have to go so that when I go, he will come. And when he comes, he will empower you. And after empowering you, then he will commission you. Now, commissioning, when you're commissioned, therefore, then you are qualified to become a minister of God. Wow. So, these are the three stages. And if you miss one stage, then you're going to have complications. You're going to have challenges with the ministry. Mm. Obviously, this is the command that Jesus gave in Matthew chapter 28 which I was also about saying it, but I thank you for posting it. And Jesus told them that all the powers and authorities have been given to me in heaven and on earth. And he says in 19, God therefore, make disciples. You cannot make someone a disciple unless you yourself are a disciple. You cannot make a disciple, make someone a disciple, unless you yourself are a disciple. What does it mean? It means you must be someone who has ever been discipled. And these are the key principles of God. We cannot jump them. If you jump them, then you're going to mess. We are going to mess. So, actually, I discourage people who say that they actually I was called by the Holy Spirit. No. I understand that. But when the Holy Spirit calls you, he disciples you. Now, when you look at all the ministers from the Bible, for example, when you look at Paul, Paul, actually, when God called him, there are people that God put before Paul. And one of them was uh, Ananias. The one who prayed for Paul. We have Gamaliel. We have uh, another one. Someone, I'm forgetting, the third person. It's called who? who, Um, The name has just come out, but I'll I'll remember. There are three people who played a huge role in the life of Paul before actually he became an apostle. Ananias led him into salvation. When Ananias led him into salvation, the third person was Gamaliel. Gamaliel also played a huge role in training him Before he actually started the ministry. Or in other words, before he became a minister of God. Then there's another third person. I'm actually I'm forgetting, but I'll try to remember. But there are three. So, discipling is the second stage before you become commissioned. Actually, before you become a minister. And that's the principle. And that's how God works. Now, why does God want us to serve him? We are just going to look, when you read in the book of Exodus chapter 3 from verse 10, and this is in the Genesis, no, Exodus chapter 3, this is going to go to narrate a story of the Israels when they were in the land of captivity. When you read in Exodus, when you start from actually chapter 8, then you read the 9 and the 10, God was commenting something. And actually, when, when God sent Moses, this is what he told him. He told Moses that I have had the tears of my people. In other words, they were in the land of captivity. Where they were, they were suffering. They were crying day and night. And remember, they were people of God. They were children of God. God knew whatever they were going through. But throughout that process, here God sends Moses and he tells him, I'm sending you to Egypt. I've heard the cry of my people. And here he says this. He said, I'm sending you so that you can deliver them to do what? You see, deliver them to do what? So that in different versions, one version says, so that they can serve me. In other words, I'm sending you from that land of captivity and take them to the land where I'm taking them so that they can serve me. In In that land where I'm taking them, they're going to become ministers. In another version says, where I'm sending you so that you can take them in the land where they are going to worship me. Because worshiping God is also a service. It is also a ministry. So different versions, uh, NIV says serve, uh, when you said the other version says uh, worship. So what am I trying? God knew the life that the Israelites were going through in Egypt. God knew their suffering, but above all, God didn't just want to rescue them from that land of captivity, from that land of slavery, to go and relax and only take honey and milk. No, he released them from there so that he can go and serve him. Therefore, we as the children of God remember very well when time we were under the captivity of the devil. We are under the bondage of the devil. Praise be to God that when Jesus Christ came, what did he do? He died on cross and he set us free. But why did he set us free? He set us free so that we can undergo these stages. One, so that we can be free from their captivity and be free then after doing what? After setting us free, in other words, after serving us and following him, they can also serve him. And all those who serve God are called the ministers of God. I repeat, all those who serve God are called the ministers of God. Okay. So meaning that when God calls us, or whenever God called us, He called us to perform also what what you call ministry. Now ministry, actually some of us think that being a minister, that's why I've heard Pastor uh, JB saying that maybe when I was told you called a minister, maybe you when you called a pastor or no, in in, in in the New Testament, there is what we call the service. Actually, the service that in the word talks about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The gifts when the Bible talks about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, it was actually identifying different gifts, different services that God has called us to render to Him. So, uh, I'm just going to be quite Brief. When you read in First Peter, I think you can open First Peter chapter two verse nine. chap First Peter chapter two verse nine. Okay. Um, I think I can read. Oh, JB, if you and you then can read for us, or if you can post us and I read fine. First Peter. First Peter chapter two
3: verse nine. Okay. yes okay it says
2: but you are a chosen generation a royal prostitute a holy nation his own special people and say that you may proclaim that word proclaim is an activity we all underline that word proclaim is an activity, is a performance, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. What does this scripture mean? First of all, it says that we are the chosen generation. Now, a royal priesthood. Now, when you got in the old testament, the chosen generation or the priesthood, these were designated people. They were for specific people. For example, when you look at the Levites, the Levites were the priests called to minister unto God into the temple. They were called to minister God into the temple. So they were and those Levites they were called God, and their work was just doing ministering in the tabernacle or in the temple, to offer sacrifices. That's what I'm talking about. They were called the ministers of God. Mm. Now, when Jesus Christ came under this new covenant, there is where really how he changed the things. He said that we are no longer going to become like them, because Jesus Christ became our chief high priest. He became the chief high priest. We who are ministering under him, we are called the priest. That's why he said we are called in the royal priesthood. Now, when you talk about the royal, who is the royal? A royal is someone who belongs in a certain class and actually in a kingdom class. Now, when you talk about the royal priesthood, what does it mean? Meaning that we are in a class of the kingdom of God. That's why we are called royal. We belong to the kingdom of God. We are called royals in the kingdom of God to perform what? To perform what we call priesthood. Priesthood is a service that we render to service. That's a service. As how the Levites used to do, to offer sacrifices to God. Now, in the offers and sacrifices to God, when, when you come into the New Testament, and actually in Romans chapter 12, it will also clarify very well. Actually, it's talking about God's standard and the worldly standard. And here Paul says, by, uh, saying, I beseech you therefore, brethren, he's not talking to the worldly people, I beseech you, be transformed. And he talks about that so that you can render your bodies as what? Services. You can read it there anytime. I'm not going to read it there because we are, we are very much conversant with that scripture. That I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercy of God that you may present your body as a living sacrifice. Remember that this was the, was the role of the priests. This was the role of the priests to offer sacrifices to, who? to God in the Old Testament. By this time, when Jesus Christ came and under the new covenant he calls us therefore. There is no one who is supposed to present as a priest. Actually, We are all, all are called to be priests before God. And here Paul begins that we begin by presenting ourselves. This time not the sacrifice. Our bodies should become a sacrifice to God. A living sacrifice. The work which was supposed to be done by the priest, we do it ourselves. Then he talks about holy. Remember in 1 Peter it talks about a holy nation. You see? And he brings again the word holy. We are priesthood a holy nation, his own people. Then it's in, in Romans when he compares, he says holy and acceptable to God, which again says, which is your reasonable service. Which service is that? That is ministry. That is ministry. Therefore, what does it mean? Our calling, we are called. To serve God in our different capacities or in different giftings that the Holy Spirit imparted upon us, but we are called to serve God. So that's why here in Paul, actually Peter talking about we being chosen as the royal priesthood. To do what? Because we have known the role of the priest. Our chief priest is Jesus Christ. So we are priests served under Jesus Christ, called to be a holy nation with his own special people. So, it, no longer Jesus Christ is the one who, who stands as our, 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 our high priest who offers, because the Bible calls him is the mediator between us and him. He's the one who intercedes. He presents our requests to God. He intercedes on our behalf. That's the role of Jesus. I say that he's seated on the right hand of God. What does it mean? Jesus Christ becomes the mediator between us and God. And therefore, when, when God says that we be such a present ourselves mass by the masters of God, in other and says we know that we are to offer ourselves to God in the service that we are required of. And major service is to serve Him through His people. In other words, the main scripture here commissioning. And uh, that's the main scripture. Commission. Because every ministry you're seeing under this heaven, whether you're doing music whether you are having a church of, I don't know whether, 10,000 people, but what is the scent of the gospel? The scent of the gospel which the end of everything is commissioning. Mm. We are commissioned to do the discipleship. When God disi- when you are discipled, you are commissioned also to be called discipling in your capacity that God has called you. Mm. So, God has called us and has made us, want us to declare praises to His name, declaring His greatness, in, it's one of the reasons for our own existence. The reason why God has made us live up to name is to declare His greatness. Declaring His greatness, that is evangelism. That is preaching. That is rendering our services to God. That is ministry. That is ministry. So this is what God has called us for. When you go, to, uh, go up in First Peter chapter 2 verse 5, it talks about in the New Covenant, you can that send that First Peter chapter two verse five. Okay. Peter. Two, but then go to verse five. five.
0: Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Very good.
2: What does it say? You also as a living stone. Remember. In that same uh, book of Peter, it also talks about the cornerstone. And that cornerstone is who? Is Jesus Christ. We also, as a living stone, are being built up in a spiritual house. Holy priesthood. You see? Mm-hmm. Holy priesthood to offer up spiritual services. Spiritual services. Acceptable to God. When, when you look at these scriptures, there is well how they are interconnecting. Even in Romans, living sacrifices, spiritual houses, holy principles, accepted to God. You see? accepted Our spiritual selves accepted through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Through Jesus Christ. What am I trying to see? If God has called you and you have taken the first step of being a believer wherever you are, and all the, the listeners. Point number two, you must be a person who is undergoing what you call discipleship. The question, who is discipling you? And a disciple is a person to Jesus Christ. This is why you want to be very sensitive to a disciple is the person who leads a person to Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ is the final destination for every believer. Jesus Christ is the final destination for every believer. Therefore, if God has given you a responsibility even to be in ministry or probably discipling someone, the center should be Jesus Christ, not yourself. Actually, I've seen is, I've been hearing instances, where people say, uh, uh, you, you, you hear people fighting over, over, over believers. You are my sheep. I, I, I hope you have been hearing about that. This is my sheep. No. I'm not a sheep of anybody. I'm a sheep of Jesus Christ. I am a sheep of Jesus Christ. That's what I say. I'm not a sheep of anybody. If if God has sent you to disciple me, or if God has sent you to shepherd me, you are just a shepherd, sh- shepherd shepherding the sheep of Jesus Christ. Not every shepherd owns the sheep, and most you said that most shepherds are just workers. They are not the owners of the sheep. Most shepherds are just they are not owners of the sheep. So actually for me, I discourage. Here's someone saying, he is my sheep. I'm the one who preached him. I'm the one who nurtured him. That, that's, that's, that's a boastful and the prideful word. We belong to Jesus Christ. We don't belong to anybody. Mm. All people that God has put before us as our disciples, they are just workers. They are all, the only shepherd. But we belong to Jesus Christ. Therefore, if you are undergoing discipling, one of the, even if, if you are discipling someone, Especially if God has now commissioned you and you are doing what we call discipleship, in there's someone discipling, who should be the focus? Jesus Christ. It's the one who should be the focus, not anybody, not even you yourself. In Second Chronicle, uh, Second Corinthians chapter five verse twelve, Second Corinthians chapter five, verse twelve. Corinthians chapter 5 verse 12. Okay. It says that God has called us to be ambassadors. Yeah. God has called us to be ambassadors. Do you have, can you uh, check 20?
1: 220? 520?
2: Five, okay. Yeah, go 20 and you see. Okay. Uh, 5, 20. We are called to be ambassadors.
1: I think with the version is just different. Let's, let me see whether it's... It mm. 20 is that one. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> that is
0: 18. Mm.
1: 20. Yes, twenty it's 20.
0: Yes, it says
1: there.
2: Fine, that's what I wanted. <laughs> now, then, we are called ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. We employ you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Now, who are ambassadors? When, 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 when ambassadors is a representative of a president in a certain country. That's what we have to know. They are representatives. That's why in most cases, the ambassadors also share this honor of His Excellency. You are a, pre- a representative. You go and represent your country in a certain country. You represent your country in a certain country. And thing you want us to learn is, once you're called an ambassador, you don't present your issues. You present the issues of those countries. For example, if you're appointed to be an ambassador of Uganda to Kenya, you're not going to present your issues as so-and-so. You're going to present your issues as the issues as Uganda. In other words, you call the whole load of Uganda. An ambassador is a defender of the country. An ambassador is a representative of the president in that country. An ambassador is a connector. For example, if you're in a certain country and you find a complication, where do you go? You got an embassy of that country. If you're Ugandan and you're in a certain country, for example, like you're in, in 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 Saudi Arabia and you've got a complication, what like do say? You will go to that embassy of Uganda. That's how your issues will be solved. Now here Paul calls us to be ambassadors. For who? Ambassadors for Christ. It means we are representative of Christ. An ambassador is a minister of God. Called to represent Christ. You do the work of Christ. You do the services for Christ. You represent Christ in this world. Through the services, through the giftings, through what he has called you to do. In a different capacity. So Paul says that now then we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God, we are pleading through us, we employ you on Christ's behalf. Why are employing Christ's behalf? Because you're just a representative. To be reconciled to who? To God. so we are ministers of god that's why paul has called uh, in the second corinthians says that we are called to be ambassadors so when god calls us ambassadors what do we need we don't present our issues we present the issues of god to the world we don't present our demands we present the, the demands of god to the world we are called to serve god we are called to be ministers of god we are called to be ambassadors of Christ in the world through services. Now, I want you to
3: know this. As a minister, I think it is Malachi chapter
2: 3. Let's read there. Malachi, three. Malachi, three. Yeah, Malachi chapter 3. Let me look for the verse. Why says uh, I will put a distinction if if you can't get it there, you can post it there. When I'll put a distinction between those who serve me and those who do not, Malachi chapter 3.
0: because I see
1: there is one which says there is one which says
3: mm. I rebuke the devour for your sake and I will rebuke one. the devour another one says that uh, mm. um, and I will come near you for judgment
1: I will be a swift witness mm. I will be mm. honest, sorcerers,
2: adapters,
0: badgerers mm no
2: okay. uh, guess, that's why it says i will put a distinction between those who serve me i will put a distinction between those who serve me that's the scripture it is in malachi let me try trace for it okay. saying that god as god has called us ministers therefore if god has called us as his ministers and we are representative we are called to serve him to administer him as ambassadors we have to have to present the qualities of the ambassador we have to present the qualities of the one who has called us because what we are doing we are not doing our work we are doing god's work you know, sometimes I, I actually I I get messed up with people saying this is my ministry, this is my ministry, my ministry. Actually, I I don't support that, and I don't like it. It is not your ministry; it is God's ministry. You see, it is God's ministry. It is not my ministry at all. We are just called to serve God. Yeah? We are called to administer unto Him. We are representative. Yeah? We are representative in His kingdom. To serve Him. So, what are we encouraged? If God has called us to be ministers, we have to behave like the ministers of God. First of all, if we are being empowered by the Holy Spirit, we must walk according to the will and according to the, to the desires of God. To the desires of God. Not to we doing according to our own wishes. Not we doing according to the way what we want, we want, not we doing according to our, and our own standards. And although it is very important for us to be led by the spirit of God and to ability to, to, to go under the direction and the guidance of God. It is very, very, very important. I'm still looking for that scripture. It is in Malachi, but it is the chapter exactly which is. But uh, I believe actually, yes, I'm getting it. Uh, It is uh, chapter 3, verse 18. Read verse 18.
1: Okay. 3, 18. Mm. Mm. Mine is using discernment.
3: Yes,
2: it's okay. It's the same. Mm. You can read. You can read. Then you shall again, you shall it's all become part yeah. of the
3: You see,
2: you the said there, that, mm. that then you shall there discern between the righteous and the wicked. Automatically, God has put that standard there. And between those who do what?
1: Those who serve God and one who does not serve God. And, and
2: those who serve God and those who don't serve God. That distinction will be there. As you know very well, like all people who are called uh, ministers, even worldly ministers, there is a distinction. Whatever ministers passes, you know that this person is a government minister. Automatically, you know. If it's an RDC, by the way, he addresses himself. By the way he does, by the way he acts himself, you will be able to identify this is a very important person. This is a big man. Likewise, in the ministry, God also called us to say that there is going to be a distinction. One, between the righteous, between those who are saved, because we are, we are saved by the grace. And that the grace, when, when we receive that grace of salvation through faith, ir- righteousness is so imputed between us. So there's going to be that distinction between the righteous and the wicked, and he continues saying not, not only in salvation because righteousness and wickedness wicked is now a part of following it's a part of following you become righteous by acknowledging Jesus Christ, and through your faith in Jesus Christ, righteousness is imputed in you now when righteousness is imputed in you that's to say is there going to be a distinction between the righteous, and there's going to be a distinction between a follower of Christ and the one who is not a follower of Christ, the one who has not trusted in Christ, who is that, that's the wicked. And how do you identify this distinction? This distinction you identify when the Holy Spirit comes in us. And when that Holy Spirit comes in us, then it, it produces what you call the fruit, and that's what you call the Bible, the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Mm. It is by the fruit that you're able to distinguish uh, this person is righteous and this person is a wicked. Because if your life is being empowered by the Holy Spirit, if your life is being led by the Holy Spirit, if your life is under the control of the Holy Spirit, then the Spirit of God will produce the, spirit, the fruit that are desirable, the righteous fruit. And if your life is not led by the Spirit, then you're also known by the deeds of the flesh. And that's the wickedness the Bible talks about. So automatically, when someone trusts Jesus Christ, when someone becomes a believer, believer, as I've said first, the first step is he becomes a follower. When he becomes a follower, then he disciples. It is under discipleship that we are going to see what you call the transformation. It is under discipleship here. When God, the Spirit of God is training you, is discipling you, we are going to see what you call uh, uh, the the bearing of the Holy Spirit. So it is after that discipleship, because discipleship ends with righteousness and what and the bearing the fruit. Here we come now into what we call commissioning. Now we see here a ministry. Between the one who serves God, serves God, and the one who does not serve Him. Hope you are together believers there. So there's a distinction already put there. So God has called us to serve Him in our capacity. God has called us to minister as Him. And that's how we are called ministers of God. We are called ministers of God by that distinction. There is that discernment. There is that distinction. There is that difference. Therefore, what does it mean? If you're called as a minister, because a minister is the last stage of commissioning, that's why you're called. You are now sent. The word commission means you are sent out. You are sent out to do the work of Christ. You are sent out an ambassador. You are sent out to do evangelism. Any gifting that imparted in you. But what is the scent of everything? What is the general purpose of everything? Is pointing everyone in your gifting, in your ministry, pointing everyone to Christ. Even when you're playing the keyboard, what is the purpose there? Even when you hold the microphone singing, what is the purpose? Is it yourself? Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Even when you're going to start up a church, what is the purpose of starting a church? Are you going to call it uh, Richard's ministry? What is Not drawing people to myself. Not people to know me more. Not people to know how powerful I am. Not people to know how gifted I am. The main purpose is centering everybody to Christ. That is the most important thing as the believers, as the ministers of God. Indeed. That is the purpose. To point everyone to Christ. As we just told you that we are ambassadors. The ambassadors of Christ don't perform their personal duties. They perform the duties of those who sent him. The representative, the national representative of The president, as I told you, they are also called His Excellence. An ambassador is called an ex, His Excellence, has a shared title with the president. Mm. That's how we are called royal priesthood. We are royal because we belong to God, we are royal because we belong to the kingdom of God to perform what to perform what we call the priestly work to render services to Him through our gifts, through our calling. Through what God has imparted or through what God has called us to do in our different capacities and in the different gifting that the Holy Spirit has imparted upon us. So who that is what called a minister. A minister is a person who's called, I said, undergoes three stages. One is a follower. Two is a disciple. Then is a commissioner. So, um, we want to talk, look at the roles of a God's minister. So I've just, there are very many, but i have just tried to, to brief. I'm not going to do everything. But what are the, some of the roles of a God's minister? What are some of the roles? There are very many, as I've said, but I've, I've just done it in summary. Number one, if you're called a minister in your capacity, in your word, what are you supposed to do? That's what I'm trying to mean. What are your responsibilities? And these are general responsibilities. General, general, general responsibilities, some of think that a minister is the one who is a pastor. No. Others say that a minister is someone who is a bishop. No. Corinthians chapter 14 it describes the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Romans uh, chapter 12 of, uh, talks about the gifts of the Holy Spirit according to the measure visions also summarizes like that according to the measure and according to how the Holy Spirit has called us to do but all the glory of Christ number one one role of the minister is to hold prayer services mm-hmm. that's number one to hold prayer services my dear you cannot be a minister unless yourself you are also a prayer person Because prayer is a medium of communication with God. Mm -hmm. You cannot be a... And when, when you communicate to God, what do you do? You ask for the direction. You ask for the help. Because all the time we need the help. All the time we need the help from God. All the time we need the guidance of God. So you must be a prayerful person. So as you pray, you also hold the prayer services. In other words, you also, a minister also leads prayer services. That's role number one. The role number two, as I have said, I've just done it in summary form, is to, to preach to people. To preach to people. That's sharing the gospel. That, to preach to people Okay. Can be in the church and anywhere. But you're also a minister, that's what you call the preaching. Mm. Because when, 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 when I limit the church and say, hey, but those who preach the church are all the pastors. And therefore, if I'm called if if if, if, if I have no opportunity of preaching to church on, on a Sunday, therefore it means I'm not a minister. No. You are called to preach to people. Not all people that were called ministers, even in the Bible. Stood up in the pulpit and preached. No. That different activities. We, when look at a person like Stephen, was an evangelist, his work was to go all the time outside. Someone I know that was full of pulpit all the time, when they when come even to the book of Epistles, was Timothy. Timothy was the one who was all the time in the pulpit. But when actually look at even Paul himself, Paul was the one to do what? To do what he call evangelism and apostoling, encouraging the churches. So, it's also another role to preach to people in the church and in, in other places. But the, the key word is preaching. Also, a minister, a minister of God does what you call, uh, he, he does what you call leading, leads, the worship services. That's why the worship come coming. That's what called the worship services. Now, when, when, even in, in a, when you go back to the Old Testament, there were performances of those different activities. There were certain tribes that were responsible for music. We say that this, this tribe was responsible for, 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 for priesthood, those are the Levites, and others like that, like that, like that. So we are all called to do different work, but to exalt Jesus Christ. We are called to do different work, but to exalt Jesus Christ. In the different giftings that the Holy Spirit has given to us. Or the different giftings that the Holy Spirit gives to you. So, you're called also to lead worship services. Because services itself is worship. Mm-hmm. Whatever you do in the area of worship. Because you're rendering services to God. and thing I can say about the role of a God-minister is to teach the Word of God. The call to teach the word of God. And in this area of teaching that most cases lies under this the second step of discipleship. When we are outside we do the preaching. Because preaching is almost go to evangelism. You draw people to follow Christ. You know when I follow them to Christ, teach them. Then after teaching them that is a discipleship, then you commission them. So the ministry also does teaching the word of God another area uh, probably I can say and there are very many but this is what I've tried just to, to make a study about is to help those who are seeking personal or spiritual direction that's the major also one of the important things to help those who are seeking personal or spiritual direction we are called to help to do You cannot do what we call the spiritual direction unless yourself you are also directed. Because that's area also of commission. Whom are you directing people to? That's another question. Whom are you directing people to? Mm. To yourself? To your ministry? To your mission? Or to Jesus Christ? That's the most important thing that we should also consider in life. Whom are you directing people to? Eh? So, the help of those who are seeking personal or spiritual direction in other words, make them know Christ and it's the center of everything we do in this world. Even in our ministry. Make people know Christ. Point people to Christ. In your worship, point people to Christ. In your music, point people to Christ. In what you're doing in your capacity, point people to Christ. Even when you're doing ring, who should be exalted and who should be glorified? Jesus Christ. Mm. Even when you're cleaning toilets, who should be glorified? Jesus Christ. That those are the some of the few roles of the God's minister. One I've said to hold uh, prayer services to preach to people in the church and in different places, also lead what we call worship services, uh, to teach the word of God, and help those who are seeking a uh, personal or spiritual direction. God bless us. Yeah, uh, Pastor JB.
1: <laughs> ah, this is so awesome. This is so great. Thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity. We've been learning about laws of a God's minister Not just a minister but a God's minister And I would like even to remind you ladies and gentlemen That uh, last time we are talking about uh, there is what we call ministries uh, Or what we call yeah, ministries and I gave you some examples, that in Uganda, for instance, when you look at the worldly stuff, in Uganda we have ministries like Minister of Gender, Minister of Education, we have Minister of Finance. So when, when, when we come to Kingdom of God, we have different ministries, and uh, these ministries they have leaders, as you've been told, in other words, a minister is in a position of being a leader, and in that leadership, It allocates people what to do exactly. They have talked about um, being a follower of Christ Jesus. And secondly, you must be... In other words, follower of Christ Jesus, you must be a believer. Another thing, you must be a disciple. They have to disciple you as you're discipling others. And lastly, the third level that takes you to be a full minister of christ jesus and you can stand and do the work of god um well and, and greatly and that is what we call being commissioned so ladies and gentlemen don't allow to do things just like any without being discipled be uh for guidance in every kind of ministry and in every kind of uh, position that you are in indeed, you need a discipler You need someone to guide you You need the Holy spirit to guide you Let the Holy spirit be the best teacher In your life And I believe we are so many people Having different um, Responsibilities, capacities So in your capacity And with love Do everything that you do in the kingdom of God With all love, with all care And with all what you call good. Criti- uh, criti- uh, criti- Be critical, be critical, be so critical when it comes to performing any duty in the ministry. Now, we are not scaring you to be part of ministry, but we are encouraging you to be part of ministry. Put those things in your mind, remembering that you must possess those characteristics, and there you might, you will be able and never to suffer in ministry. Lastly, Something that I've been discovering right nowadays that ministers are dropping down and are falling. Some people, they get discouraged because those that they have been taking as their role models have failed and have fallen from the grace of God, they have fallen from Christianity. And others, they have done things that have brought them down. Only one thing that you need to know, if someone in a journey to fall or to sleep off does not mean does not mean that salvation may not continue. Doesn't mean that the church won't go on. Doesn't mean that um, truth won't be, stay being truth. No. But we just need to handle that friend of ours, that brother of ours in Christianity, and we hold a hand with him. We give him support. We give him what you call the immediate list you. And we help him out to stand and we work together therefore it has to be kinds of people who are ready to help each other in all situations at all times and no days my last quotation as usual my last quotation as usual we find it um we find it in the book of uh, let me get it here yes We find it in the book of Psalms, chapter 21, and verse 13. That, be thou exalted, Lord, in thy own strength, so will we sing and praise thy power. What do I mean? The Lord God Almighty is our King. We should forever praise his name when we stop to consider all God has done and all God will do. We should be filled with wonder and awe. The Bible tells us story after story about God's strength and power. We defeated our enemies and Satan. He's all powerful. When we are tempted to rely on our own strength, we must resist. When we question God's ability, we must remember his greatness. Let's begin and end our days by exalting his holy name. As ministers, we are not alone. We are not alone in it. We have the Father, we have the Almighty God, the Gracious One, the Glorious One, is able and capable to do exceedingly and abundantly in our lives. And He's faithful to help us in all situations. We face a lot of challenges. We face a lot of circumstances. But as ministers, let us stay standing. Let us stay serving. Let us not lose hope. Hope is a very factor to a minister. Hope is a very strong factor to a minister. Once you lose hope, you won't be able to stand again. Once you lose hope, you won't be able to serve. Always you be in a negativity. Always you feel like you cannot do anything. No, don't ever become hopeless, but be hopeful in Christ Jesus that everything is possible that we can serve, we can expand, we can prosper, we can grow, we can be a difference in this life. We can preach the gospel in all ways, using our gadgets, using the internet, using social media. All these things are tools that God has provided for us to reach the gospel to the entire world. As ministers, join me. And we serve God without ceasing the Bible says let us pray unceasingly with all supplication and requests and he's able to hear the same thing I'm telling you let us not cease in ministry let us not cease for ministry we thank God for these tools that he has given us let us use them to reach the thousands and millions and billions of people in this world so that is the word of God might be shared and we have fellowship together every day and every time ladies and gentlemen no man is an island of us we make mistakes but let us lift each other and we win in this life let us pray as we are crossing father in the name of jesus we thank you for this evening we thank you for your grace we thank you for the people that you've loved and you've helped we thank you for the gift of life we thank you for your word, this fellowship, a wonderful lesson. We've understood that Father, as ministers, we should know in our mind that we are your followers. We are believers in you. Secondly, we are disciples. And we have to allow to be disciples. Thirdly, we are to be commissioned so that we can qualify to be ministers, ministers with etiquette. Ministers with Christian ethics, ministers with good conduct, ministers with good speech or sound speech. In everything that we do, guide us, Holy Spirit, so that we can do rightly, follow rightly, run rightly in this race, as Paul talks about it. We pray that you help us to overcome, strengthen us in all situations. There are those are crying, there are those are suffering. There are those who are feeling pain. There are those who are hearted. There are those who are faced uh, misfortunes. They have lost their beloved ones. They have lost their relatives, They have lost their families. Family members. We pray that you strengthen and comfort. We believe in you, Father, that you tra- can transform somebody. You can transform someone. From weakness to strength. From sickness to life again. From death to To rise again from death to resurrection, and we believe in your presence we can manage to do all things by the power of the Holy Spirit. We pray that in the same unity that you are, as God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, let that Trinity and that unity be transferred even amongst us. We are always to be in unity, always to be united. So that we can serve you without quarries and without compromise. Help us never to compromise ourselves. Help us never to compromise our decisions in Christ. Help us to make right decisions and help us, King of God, Father, to help others to make right decisions in Christ. We believe that you can do even more than that we think. You are capable and you are able in Jesus' name we pray it. amen and amen yes um Erno, pamela you can call him i've seen you here let me try to connect you yes repeat my uh again a uh, place on what i've sent yes again place what of what i've sent or i can show you here i can i can i can um sent you the invitation so just tap on it right now I've just sent it so tap on it and then you, you will come live by the grace of God. Today is Wednesday on Friday we are having the service we are continuing to go deep and on Friday we shall be able if I draw Pastor Richard we will manage to come back <laughs> we'll come back and continue <laughs> to tell us more and more deep Uh, About the laws of the body's minister. Yes, El El Pamela, you can tap on that. um, I've sent you the request, you can tap on it and you come live, or you can call again. You can call again by the grace of God. Okay. Maria great! thank you so much for joining. Um listen, can thank you for joining. By God's grace, Ohene, Oheneba. Thank you so much for be uh, listening. And uh, other people there are so many here. I cannot even read all of them. We have Rose Naromo, thank you so much. Listening from Nairo Ginger, we have JJ, we have Dora. We have uh, Pastor Richard himself. Thank you so much for joining us this night, and thank you, Pastor Richard, for blessing us this night, this evening. May the Living God bless you so much. Let the gentleman allow me. I won't exit from here. Someone I was trying to call bin, but maybe has failed to connect. Yes, I uh, was afraid I've just joined when you're finishing. <laughs> but by the grace of God, thank you so much, everybody. Thank you so much for joining this evening. We bless the living God and we pray that we shall stay in the same unity by the grace of God. But as I'm reminding you that you've understood, as a minister, be a follower of Christ Jesus, in other words, a believer. And the next step, please, allow to be discipled at the same time, disciple people and then allow to be commissioned and then or commissioning other people that is some of the characteristics or the three stages that someone who is can be who can be counted as a minister and that is so so much great there are so many articles that i send every day please comply with them it's just a message to encourage you every day morning and evening and then uh that is monday wednesday and and friday that's when we have a podcast live here heart of worship National Ministry Africa, by grace of God, the servant of God, John Bosco, ministering at you, bring for you different speakers. Most of them are coming from Bible colleges. Others are having are having experience in ministry. They have spent so many years in ministry, so they know what they are doing. And God has been teaching them through different ways, all different things, all different uh, situations. Therefore, I'm encouraging you. Let us read our Bibles. Let us follow our part time. Let us try to use the biblical tools so that we can learn the Word of God and be able to teach others. Remember the Great Commission, and that is Matthew 28 and verse 18 to 20. 19. Huh? Yeah, 18, 19, 19, 20. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. May God bless you so much with that wonderful moment. I would like you, you can even go on and you greet someone. You can send a text message here in the chat. At the same time, it is okay. You can even, um, yeah, you can even greet someone. Let's meet on Friday in Jesus' name. May you
3: enjoy this wonderful song. I can do anything. Oh, I can do, oh you.